Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Brewing Faith. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. <clears throat> Today I'm studio all by myself. So here we go. A little Christmas music to start out with. Don't you love Christmas? It's just a great time. It's uh, in a crazy world. <clears throat> it's uh, a month or two. The focus is on Jesus. That's awesome in our world that we live today. So let's make sure we keep that our focus and uh, thank God for Christmas time. We don't got no snow. We had like storms last night. Whoa, somebody told me there was a, 
Uh, Garrett told me this morning, driving up to Waukesha, he saw a down power line where there was a fire. Like, it was windy last night. But what are you doing when you live in Racine and it's windy? You go to the lake. So that's where I was at last night. And Sister Pearson, she can be so mean. I was trying to get a great, man, there was like 20-foot waves. And we were up on the observation point. She was scared we were going to get knocked off of there. And uh, she didn't want me to get a video. But, man, I wanted to get this unbelievable video. She said it was because she was trying to, there was supposed to be a romantic moment. And I was trying to get a video. But I think she was actually scared that we were going to get swept out into Lake Michigan and never see us again. But, but it was pretty cool anyway. So, God is good. Amen. Going to read from Acts chapter 27 and also from Ephesians chapter 5 this morning. And if you heard yesterday, my topic this morning is I will never go deep sea fishing. I think it might be a little bit of an oxymoron of the principle that I'm trying to bring across in the Word of God this morning, but it's a, I just, whenever I get a chance, I talk about going in the ocean and deep sea fishing. It made me think of this situation from Acts chapter 27. So I say I will never go deep sea fishing, but the principle that I'm going to be bring across is stay in the boat. Amen. Stay in the boat. I have never been deep sea fishing. And I just, I said I will never. What is it people say? If you say that word never, you plan on, you'll probably end up doing it. So uh, I doubt that I'll ever go deep sea fishing. The, the reason is, is because I've heard, I've got a lot of friends that have gone deep sea fishing. And I think every friend that I've ever had that got, has gone deep sea fishing has the same exact story that they spent most of the time um, feeding the sharks and feeding the tuna fish and everything else, if you understand what I mean. And I know I already have motion sickness, so I'm like, why would I? I would love to catch a big fish, but I'm just not going out there. In fact, I got a pastor friend of mine that he said he went out deep sea fishing and he said he got he got out there and it wasn't very long at all. And he got out there and uh, he started getting sick and and he was like, I need to go back. You know, I got I got to go back. I just can't I can't handle this. And they're like, oh, no, no, you can't you can't go back. It's like. Uh, you got another four hours or five hours or six hours. And he was like, no way. I There is no way I'm going to be able to do this. And uh, But his joke was, he said, uh, he said, man, there's somebody that could make a lot of money if they were just a rescue boat, just traveling around out there, picking up people that were done, that didn't want to go deep sea fishing. And... Uh, because he said, I would have paid a lot of money for some boat to come rescue me to get back to shore. So so I know my motion sickness. I know I was probably 19 years old, maybe, and I rode every big roller coaster there was, go upside down 10 times, 
fast as possible, whatever, you know. And I was 19 years old. I was at an amusement park, and then I realized I got sick. And then from then on, every time I get on a roller coaster, goes in a circle, stuff makes me so mad. So, so I don't think I can go deep sea fishing. So, <laughs> what are we going to talk about this morning? Acts chapter 27. And this is where Paul's, he's not deep sea fishing, but he's, at, he's trying to get to Rome and he's in a hurricane. And in verse number 30, there's some guys that are getting a little boat and they're letting down a boat out of the ship. And they're saying, we got to get away from this storm. And you think about it, it doesn't make sense here. Um, they're they're going out into a hurricane in a little boat. <laughs> that boat ain't going to last very long. Um, so, so this isn't about deep sea fishing. But let's read the verse here, Acts 27, verse number 30. So these guys were trying to get out of the boat on their own. And as the shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, they're like, this ship's going down. When they had let down the boat into the sea, <clears throat> under color as though they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. And it's just interesting, he uses the word except. Again, aren't you thankful for truth this morning? I'm thankful for the truth of the word of God. Except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. And when I read that verse, I think of the church, the safety in the church. Paul was really giving a great principle here in Acts 27 that the man, the man of God was speaking here. He was saying, you know what? If you stay in the ship, you're going to be saved. We're going through a hurricane. We're going through a storm. But you all are going to, you're going to live if you stay in the ship. And I think of that, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. I think of the safety. I'm thankful for the church today. Amen. I'm thankful for God's people today, the safety in God's people, God's church, the New Testament church. You read, you read the New Testament. You're going to see a lot of talk about the church, the importance of the church, the safety of the church. And guess what? You're going to have trials in the church. I think it's, um, is it 1 Corinthians 11 talks about there's going to be even heresies in the church. There's going to be divisions in the church, but What's it say in there? I believe it's 1 Corinthians 11. I'll turn there. 1 Corinthians 11, it says, but that's okay, but this is going to prove what is, what is, what is right. Um, 1 Corinthians 11, I don't have my help here this morning. I thought it was, it might be 2 Corinthians 11. Uh, no, yeah, there it is. 1 Corinthians 11, I was right. 1 Corinthians 11 and 19, For there must also be heresies among you, that they which are approved may be made manifest among you. So I'm not leaving the church over hypocrites in the church. No, that's, there's going to be there's going to be divisions and things. That, but thank, the church is going to stand the test of time. People get hurt in the church, but I'm not leaving the church. And again, Paul said what? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. I'm not going to follow a man that teaches false doctrine, but I'm going to I'm going to follow a man of God. 
and I'm going to I'm going to stay in the ship except these abide in the ship ye cannot be saved. I may never go deep sea fishing, but I'm going to stay in the boat cuz the boat in the in the church it traverses through the hurricane hurricane waters. It traverses through disappointments and and struggles. You're going to make it except these abide in the ship ye cannot be saved. I want to read from uh Ephesians chapter 5. I was this was my Bible reading this morning. And it just I I was I was I knew I was going to talk about the importance of the church this morning. But uh Ephesians chapter 5 and uh, uh there's there is a lot of you'll see a lot as you look through the epistles, the church. There were uh churches. Now they may not have been big edifice buildings like we have today. It may have been churches and homes, but they had groups of people that that came together. They were a church. Amen. Stay, except you stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Amen. And there's a concept there because those men were going to go out in their little boat, do their own thing, and we're going to make it. No, Paul said that's not going to work. Because sometimes people get, oh, you know what? I don't need the church. I can do this all on my own. No, I'm telling you today, I need the church. I need the church. Look at this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 31. It says, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And then Paul says, This is a great mystery. That's kind of cool. He says, like, why do people do this? Why do they give up their rights to be in the Bible? Talks in Ephesians, which we just read through the read through Ephesians chapter five, talks about wives submit to yourself, your husband says submit to one another. Why do people do this? He says it's a mystery. People are doing it all the time. For this cause shall a man leave his mother, father, and mother shall be joined unto his wife, and they two shall be one flesh. Why do people do that? This is a great mystery, he says. Amen. But isn't that a beautiful thing? You that are married, that have a wife that you love, that you care for, you, uh, a woman that you have a husband that you, that you love and care for, you are one flesh. There's nothing more beautiful. It's, 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 it's a beautiful thing when a man, and it's a mystery how that works, but it works. It's a beautiful thing. Amen. A man and a wife are joined unto his wife, and these two shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery. But then the, what does Paul say? He says, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. You know, it's a mystery. How does this work? How does this church thing work? You know, people get confused and like, oh, I'll do my own thing. Oh, you don't understand. When you're in the where when you're in God's church and God's people and they work together, it's a beautiful thing when they're joined together. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. So he he looked at this when it's right with a man and a wife and a family that work together. He said, That's the way God and his church is. God and his people. Oh, I'm thankful for the church today. Where would I be without the church? The church has been 
everything to me my whole life. I've been raised in this. I've been, I've been blessed. Amen. Thank God for God's people and his church today. Amen. I will never go deep sea fishing. I'm just going to say never. I'm going to say never. But I'm going to stay in the boat. I'm going to stay in this thing called the church because it's going to, what Paul said, Paul said, we're going to go through this hurricane, but we're going to make it. He said, you are going to be saved. Amen. I'm going to follow my man of God. I'm going to stay in the boat. I will be saved. Amen. Let your faith be increased today. Amen. Let's have great uh, brewing faith tomorrow. Looking forward to tomorrow. And uh, yesterday after chapel service, Sister Pearson, I, I gave her that saxophone. And it was a gift I'd given her a few years ago. But uh, she took that saxophone and she began to play it for the kids. So bug her. If you see her, bug her. About, she was playing the national anthem on the saxophone. And uh, she's going to practice a little bit. And I, I'm, I'm excited. Maybe we'll get Sister Pearson to play her saxophone on Brewing Faith. She might need a little practice. But uh, she was, it, was, it was sounding good yesterday. So love y'all. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 o'clock. And uh, Sister Pearson will be in studio with me tomorrow. So you don't want to miss tomorrow, 10 o'clock. God bless you all. Stay, stay in the ship. Amen. He's a great and a mighty God. Love y'all. Have a great day. Walk in the Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost guide you today in Jesus' name.